Hello, all, and welcome to the Two Red Gringos podcast. I am your host, Phil Bakke, and as always, I'm joined by Patrick Staley. Uh, today, we have a very special guest joining us on the show. Alan Ledford, the president of Mountain Star Sports Group, uh, joins us from El Paso. Alan, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, of course. I mean, the pleasure's, the pleasure's all ours. Um, obviously the, the context of, of having you on is, is all based around the excitement of, uh, professional soccer coming to El Paso, uh, with, with our, our humble podcast having its beginnings, uh, in the sun city. So, um, if you wouldn't mind, uh, for those who might be new to El Paso or, or, uh, the mountain star sports group. Could you uh, give us a little background just about yourself and, and your involvement um, as the, uh, the president of that group? Sure. Um, well, maybe the best place to start is to give a little bit of history on Mountain Star. Uh, the, our company is owned by uh, two local families, the Hunts and the Fosters, and uh, they're significant philanthropists, both locally, regionally, and otherwise, and they they have taken a similar view with their sports enterprise that the purpose of the organization is to improve the quality of life in in the region and to make this not just the town but what's called the borderland uh, area uh, more economically competitive and do that through first a downtown ballpark and a Triple A baseball team, the El Paso Chihuahuas. That and that team, and now uh, the USL soccer opportunity, which will be coming to El Paso here in March of 2019. Um, I, I personally am was fortunate to to meet the Hunts and the Fosters uh, back in 2012 when all of this was a figment of our collective imaginations, and uh, we ultimately through. A, a, a tremendous amount of effort in a public-private partnership with the city of El Paso uh, built a tremendous ballpark that, um, thanks again to our ownership in the city, is is one of one of the the best in the country. And I don't say that because of my involvement. It's just, I, I, we hear that constantly from others who have seen a lot of these types of venues, and it's become a true asset for this community, for the downtown in particular, which which has benefited significantly from that has led to difference. So the, the combination of those attributes of, the, of this region, um, I think, w- made it pretty darn clear to us, because there, there are some demographics in terms of our psychographics, in terms of the economics here especially, where you know it might give somebody, the uninitiated, a, a bit of cause pause for uh, or cause for pause, and the the reality is that um, this community is extremely supportive, and it was very encouraging when we when we sought to uh, when we sought to to you know, dip our toe, and and now we've we we're in from from head to toe uh, into the professional soccer world on the U.S. side. That uh, that that's something that that we saw you speak uh, speaking about the atmosphere um, of of Chihuahua's games. That was something that struck me. Um, I know me and 
me and Patrick are both native mid- Midwesterners, uh, so our, our approach to sports is very different than than to those in the in the Borderlands region. It was just it was awesome uh, to take in the the atmosphere and be be a part of that at Chihuahuas games, and hopefully it can it can translate. I'm sure it will um, when the USL team gets started up. It's been clear in in FC Juarez as well, just the passion of that fan base um, behind them. So it is it is certainly a, a unique. Um, American sports experience, I would say, due to the due to its uh, uh, proximity to to Mexico and kind of it's almost a, a melding of the sporting cultures from from both sides of the border. Yeah, I, it's a great way to put it, and uh, that that's what we're looking to create for our, our USL team is uh, a great experience for the fans, a fun experience. We, we want our fans, obviously, to be respectful and to create a, a great environment for everybody who attends the game. Uh, but that's that's the energy of a soccer game is unique. And uh, we, we want our matches to be experiences that regardless of your knowledge of professional soccer, of the game itself, that it's something that you seek to attend as, as often as possible because it's simply fun and you feel a sense of community and you feel like you're part of something special. That's the objective here. No, that's fantastic. And, and so what, what we, uh, what we, another, another question, I think Pat, you, uh, you had added this in the, um, there, there's been some movement at, at the, uh, more amateur level or uh or in phoenix and and san antonio kind of i guess being the most uh the the closest proximity to um to our uh our town out in el paso is there is it is there any view to try to create connections with uh either lower league teams um up to you in terms of affiliation or uh up to the MLS level for, for player development reasons? Have you looked into any of that? It's, it's a little bit early for the call it the Academy conversation. Um, I will tell you though, that from a 30,000 foot perspective, that's definitely something that's on the radar for us. And it's, we think that there's a tremendous number of benefits, both to the professional team that is the USL team as and there's a lot of benefits to the community that will be derived from that program and not just for the elite soccer player uh, and then in terms of MLS relationships we we certainly want to have very positive relationships with the MLS as you guys know the USL and MLS are 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 uh, tied closely together now um, precisely how our model works on the soccer side is to be determined but we've we've had conversations uh, just generally and i know that the people really appreciate uh, when i'm talking about people i'm talking about uh, those who run soccer operations on the mls side they recognize that this is a, a great market they recognize that these are great fans they recognize that that we're fortunate to have a very supportive ownership group that gives us the the tools to do things in a very positive and first class way, and, and you know, that's our that's our ultimate goal. And um, that's you know we, we want to create a a top notch organization, both in terms of the the, the team and, and how it performs on the pitch, but also in terms of the business side. Yeah, Alan, I had to make sure I didn't wear my FC Tucson 
t-shirt today because I know uh, uh, that's what that's what I was hoping. You know, maybe maybe we could kind of drum up some support for some early rivalries. So I uh, out of out of support for El Paso and, and you guys, I, I left the FC Tucson. <laughs> FC Tucson well, kit off today. We, we appreciate that. We we might have had to hang up on our end if we perceived that you were wearing something like that. <laughs> I, I thought about it too, but I was also excited to hear of your your background in, in the Bay Area and specifically Sacramento too, because I think for for our, our, our reasons on the Two Red Gringos podcast, we would love to see a El Paso uh, Sac Republic FC rivalry. So anything you can do to generate that, um, we'll be more than happy to support in your favor. That's, uh, that would be terrific. And actually I, I worked with, uh, in my past life with a lot of those guys. And in fact, was talking to, uh, uh, to their executive vice president yesterday about some of the, the business side of it. They've done a tremendous job over there. They, they have a terrific product and, there to be commended and they're one of the the groups that we are certainly going to do everything we can to learn from because they've done it well uh for having having spoken about kind of the bigger the bigger picture and and the origins of of bringing usl to el paso uh now i want to kind of get down into the nuts and bolts a little bit more uh for those fans who are who are listening you know anticipating um hearing hearing some of the the nitty-gritty so the stadium, obviously, uh, the deal in place is for the team to start at Southwest University Park um, downtown in, in the baseball stadium. But what is what is the plan um, going forward for the team um, in terms of, of stadium? Is that is that going to be the, the permanent solution? It, no, that, that's not the objective. The, the, the goal, and, and Phil, you touched on it, is uh, or the, the, the plan um, initially – and when I say initially, for in the two years, maybe a year or so more, depending upon what what evolves, but is is to be here temporarily in the in the in the the stadium, Southwest University Park, as you point out. And ultimately, though, the objective has been um, and remains to be in a soccer-specific inner near downtown stadium. We think that's what the community deserves. We think that's you know, at, at, at some point sooner than later, and, and the, the league really has suggested this, they're going to require that. And and I suspect that even at levels above the league, that that's going to be something that's that's dictated. And that's a uh, it, it just makes sense. And this has been so successful. We think that facility would be a, a great asset to this community. It it, it would create a, a great experience for uh, for soccer fans and it would become another community asset that, that works in lockstep with the ballpark and many other community assets that have evolved over the course of the last few years to make this area more competitive economically. And, and if, if we're not progressing and if, if we're not doing things like that and, and we're simply standing still, um, and, and this goes for any community, we're falling behind because uh, those that we compete with are are doing exactly that and they're doing it every day that's uh i i think you may you may be able to swing a little bit more of a grace period as long as as long as new york city fc are playing in yankee stadium maybe you can uh you can get a little bit more of a, a grace period to get that stadium <laughs> built downtown but um i know obviously the the experience with with southwest university park just has highlighted for me um 
what a what a benefit that can be um one to the city and then two to uh to those who are attending the games because i know it's it it turns the game into more of an occasion uh when you can just go out into downtown afterwards or or beforehand um so it, it it has been it has been great and it will it will be uh a good location for for the pro soccer team as well um i wanted to ask uh if there are any any if there's anything in the works in terms of uh friendlies because obviously the team starts in in march but is there anything being planned for uh anything ahead of of that uh the start of the the full pro season we don't have anything set in stone but uh, we've done friendlies here and uh it's certainly a possibility so stay tuned fair fair so um i think uh the other the other question i mean it was briefly brought up about rivalries um but as we as we get started in in usl who who are the teams that you look uh to in usl in terms of both on the um success on the field but also in the way they do business um as those teams that you can kind of take take the pointers from uh in terms of success at the at the professional level and and i'm sorry you were asking about teams at the usl level oh yeah 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 you know that's that's definitely something that we're going to take a look at and we have been Uh, i will tell you that the USL from a league perspective, the, the group in Tampa, Jake Edwards and his team are terrific to work with. And they they are a, a huge help to organizations like ours, especially those that are in uh, that, are, that are new and, and in startup mode. But specifically, you know, we know I mentioned Sacramento. You guys mentioned the Republic. They are they do an excellent job. We we have been, certainly been in touch with them based upon existing relationships and based upon the, the many great things they've done. Uh, obviously, Cincinnati's doing a lot of things really well. Uh, we, we also are in touch with our, our brethren, our minor league baseball brethren that are similarly situated, that are, that are also the home, at least temporarily, to a USL team from the, the Louisville folks. Um, and they have some great plans on, uh, to build a new facility which is going to be terrific. Um, the, the people in Tulsa, uh, as well as Reno, have all been very helpful to us, and you know, we we, uh, we certainly have a lot to learn from those guys. And I think there are, there are a number of other teams. The, Tim Holt and his group in San Antonio, the group in Rio Grande Valley, have already been very helpful to us, and uh, and also the the, the, the Salt Lake uh, uh, Rail folks have have been helpful and as you probably know they they also operate the usl team so you know there, there are a number of them it's we're fortunate to have to be part of a league that is uh, that is well run and that that has the the type of approach and sort of partnership uh, view on the world that the usl appear usl appears to have That uh, that I I think it does lend itself. I've I've had the uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting some of the uh, fans of of USL teams around there. There's a lot of a lot of great passionate fan bases out there. Uh, but have have any of the on a less serious note, have any of the owners warned you about soccer Twitter? 
at all. Uh, I don't know that uh, I don't know that they have. I, mean, I am uh, I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> no, uh, I I think it's I, I think it's one of those things that you just kind of have to experience, and and then you'll know uh, once once lower lower division U.S. soccer Twitter rears its often yeah. ugly head. I suspect I could make an educated guess about what exactly that is, and, uh, <laughs> and, then, and I'm guessing that it feeds on itself. And, and that's one of the beautiful things about soccer is the, the passionate fan base. And that doesn't mean they're going to agree with everything their team is doing, but they sure as heck are going to have an opinion about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it, and speaking of speaking of having opinions, um, I believe the. Uh, I wanted to be able to to try to press you on some more details, but I think I think you are uh, leaving it up to uh, leaving it up to the people in terms of the name for the club. Yes, well, I don't know. We are we are certainly um, we, we place significant value on the input from uh, from our fans here in El Paso, and we're we're in the process of of getting. Uh, of getting their input, uh, ultimately, you know, those uh, that input will uh, will certainly advise our, our final decision. Uh, but you know, that that'll be made by our organization, and you know, we we talked about the passionate fan base here in El Paso and what we experienced with the Chihuahuas. You know, this this community and and people who are from here um, and others have have supported this organization to such a great extent. We have sold more merchandise than it, it, for a, a team name that was, that was universally panned when it was first announced and, and it quickly changed. But <laughs> we've sold more merchandise in the, our four seasons of existence than any team ever in minor league baseball during a similar period of time. And uh, we're, we're excited about the potential for the soccer team name, whatever it is. And, you know, the, we, we have a lot of choices to uh, to make in that regard, and that's part of the fun of, of this whole process. We're looking forward to final decision. I, the one thing I can guarantee you when you, you mentioned soccer Twitter is that there will be more people who probably disagree with the decision than agree with it. Uh, <laughs> because everybody has an opinion, right? It's, right. <laughs> you know, I, it doesn't, there's, there's, there's no right or wrong. So, you know, we're, uh, it is what it is. <laughs> and Alan, don't Alan, don't let Phil fool you either, because he's been on a, he's been on a charge on U.S. Soccer Twitter too. So, uh, <laughs> but but I, but I think too that that uh, I mean everything you're saying it, it sounds you know very very natural, very authentic, and I think that's what whether it's the social media community, um, Phil and I in general have always been behind too. So um, no, I we we love what we're hearing, but. I, I would like. I know you guys have received some names. Can you give us like a little hint? Any good ones that you've that you've received in terms of the name? What about even just maybe a couple like terrible names that you guys know that you're not going to pick? <laughs> Can you give us either end of the spectrum? Well, you're uh, you're, you're now you're asking me to be really controversial, and I, I'm not. That <laughs> uh, we're we're ready for that, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, there are things like armadillos. There's, there's a lot of fun names that, that have cropped up. Uh, chupacabras, uh, which is a, which is kind of a, a unique, as I came to learn, a unique uh, uh, Spanish term that 
uh, that's kind of fun. Uh, so, it, you know, they're, they're, there's always going to be those off-the-wall suggestions. And yeah. I can tell you that the response has been such that we actually extended the, the deadline for phase one of, of this process because of, of the level of, of response. And uh, soon we'll be narrowing the list down to a handful of names and then going back out again and asking the community to to vote on those selected names. And we'll see what they tell us. Well, my vote's for the Chupacabras, so that... <laughs> I think that might have been me that submitted it. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it, what, you, you use the term, Patrick, authentic, and I, just to kind of combine a couple parts of our conversation, in talking to various teams and learning as much as we can, because, you know, we're fortunate that we've had some success here, and uh, but I will tell you that by no stretch of the imagination do we pretend to have uh, all of the answers or even some of the answers. So we, the generosity of our, our brethren in the league has been much appreciated. And, and one of the things that, that we hear consistently is you have to be authentic. And, you know, that means some, probably something different to whomever you talk to. But I think you kind of, you know, you get the, the feel for it. And it's, it kind of translates to me into this is El Paso's team. This isn't our team. You know, of, of course, somebody has to handle the business and own it and, and make some final decisions. But you know, this, our approach is that this is the, the community's team, just like with the baseball team. We want it to feel like it's a community asset and something that win, lose, or draw, uh, they're, they're going to be proud to be a part of and to be supportive of. Yeah, and I think especially for El Paso, you know, authenticity is everything. You know, you're not going to make it in El Paso unless unless there's that community buy-in. And, you know, they feel a part of it and they feel that whether they've had some say in it or they, you know, whether it's from just the people down to the businesses too. And I think that's what the Chihuahuas have done so well. Well, thank you. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it seems like a natural to me in, in terms of an objective that an organization like ours should have, regardless of the sport that that's involved, and especially soccer, which has such a marvelous history and um, and, and passion that surrounds the game. And you know, it's uh, it's it's something that um, it's something that we take seriously, and and we seek to uh, make a reality for for this team. Yeah. Well, Alan, uh, thank you so much again for for joining us. Uh, it, it's been a pleasure, absolute pleasure, talking to you and and getting some some more of the insights from from your side. Uh, as we look forward to next season, when uh, the El Paso Chupacabras are lifting the USL trophy <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the season. Is this some of that uh, soccer Twitter kind of approach that you were working on? <laughs> no, no not at all. Think, yeah, it's Phil, Phil's pointed approach again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all kidding aside, thank you. Uh, thank you for, for asking me to be part of your your podcast. And uh, we're, we are very excited. And it's it, we think this community is going to support. This, this is the highest level of professional soccer that El Paso has uh, has ever had and we you know our our job and our goal is to present it in a way that is uh that, that creates a, a great passionate uh, a great experience for a passionate fan base and we you know it's it's sports so you're not always going to win but uh we want we want to create a, a scenario where people 
walk away after every match and say, you know what, that was that was a, a, that was a good time, and I want to come back as soon as possible. I love it. I'm in. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll see you there, Alan. <laughs> Look forward to it. Thanks, guys. All right. Yeah, thanks Th- so much. Thanks again. Take care. Bye.